Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. GA t- time, right? Mick, I'm going to start this off by just taking you through. Now, these aren't even all the games that you can watch this weekend because some of them are uh, going to be streamed online as well. Uh, we're just going to take you through the games that you can watch this weekend, right? First up, Friday night, ladies, all Ireland Ladies Football Championship, Armagh against Tyrone and TG Cahar. Then on Saturday in the Ladies Football Championship, you've got Galway against Tipperary and Dublin against Donegal, both in TG Cahar. In the Ulster Football Championship, you've got Monaghan against Cavan on Sky Sports Mix. In the Munster, Hoard- Munster Hoarding Championship, you've got Cork against Waterford on Sky Sports Mix. That, those two are obviously double-headed one after the other. Then in the Leinster Hoarding Championship, Dublin against Kilkenny on GEA Go. Uh, Galway against Wexford uh, in, on RTE2 and Waterford against Limerick on GEA Go in the Munster Football Championship. So that's just Saturday, Mick. We move on to Sunday then, Munster Football Championship, Tipperary against Clare on GEA Go. I know you'll be watching that one. Connacht uh, Football Championship, you've got Leitrim against Mayo on RTE News Now. Uh, this will be like a, a who's who of uh, TV stations. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I didn't know it was on that. Uh, Ulster Football Championship, Donegal against Tyrone on RTE2, Derry against Armagh on BBC, Leinster Football Championship, Loud against Longford on GEA Go, Offaly against Carlow on GEA Go, Wexford against Wicklow uh, one week after the other on GEA Go, and then Munster Hurland Championship, Tipperary against Limerick on RTE2. So there you have it. Take Jesus, your pick. Mary and Joseph. Where do you even Can start ask, with that? Uh, well, the first thing I'm going to be doing is tuning into Mayo and uh, Leitrim on RT News now because what I really want to do is watch it on a three-quarter screen and also see that like Bella has a shock in from in Fair City. <laughs> so, you know. That's the one you can keep up to date with everything else is going on while you're watching yeah, it. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the kind of thing you want. Headlines that kind of don't lead to a story and different things. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> it's bananas. Um, I know we did, I think we had that before when it was on, uh, like maybe the World Cup was on or something like that. But uh, yeah, Jesus, I like we're gonna have to face facts, Mark. We're not gonna be able to watch it all, and that's before you even add in the Sunday game. Yeah, and that's before you add in hours. the fact that, as we just mentioned there. Uh, not so long ago with Stephen Ferris that Ireland are playing France in a Six Nations decider that United games. are playing yeah. Arsenal in the uh, Premier League on Sunday there's, there's, lot, there's a lot going on I don't know where to turn where do we even start analysing this pick a game here that you want to start talking uh, about let's talk briefly about the the hurling so because we've already had some so what I'm interested in is a couple of things will we see like I did a piece yesterday on balls that people can read about the kind of the the rising amount of scores in the game over the past 20 years basically looking back on the sort of the averages in the Munster Championship over um, going back sort of to to, to 2000 the 60 scores um, in the Limerick uh, Clare game was the most that's ever happened in a Munster Championship I'm not sure if it's the most overall but it's definitely a lot 36 points scored by Limerick is is the second most of points ever scored in a championship match and I'd be interested to see if the lack of crowds, the slightly off championship pace because of like kind of, kind of coming into a cold and obviously the evolving style that keep having, is this going to be a continuing trend in games like Limerick versus Tipperary when it's going to be a lot closer in terms of uh, competitiveness, you know, probably the two best teams in the country. And I, there's a part of me that hopes not as well because you just want to see, you know, the rest of the game 
that's there as well and not just a shooting contest from 100 yards. However, Tip and Limerick, they disappointed last year really in both of their matches in the Munster final and in the round robin. They weren't kind of what they've been. But actually previous to that, Tip Limerick games have been absolutely brilliant for about four or five years now. And I feel like you've got Munster champions versus All-Ireland champions. You've got, you know, uh, Limerick with a game under their belt at a point to prove after not winning the All-Ireland last year, not defending their title. And I actually don't see a bigger game in the Hurling Championship this year, except for the fact that you have got a backdoor in Hurling that's just going to negate it slightly, you know? But it's, it's an unbelievable game. Will you see, like, is... You know, a lot of the Tipperary, a lot of the key Tipperary lads have been through really interesting club championships. Like the the McGraths, um, you know, got to the final, beaten, devastated by that. You've had kind of Brendan Marr on the road for nearly two years now, except for the lockdown. You know, with Bursley and Tipperary, everything that's been going on. I don't know. I'm I'm just so intrigued and fascinated by the clash of the two teams. Um, again, they didn't show it to us last year. Uh, yeah. you know, and Tip weren't at their best in that Munster final in particular. Um, but I can't wait for that. But then all the other games are brilliant as well. Like uh, Dublin and Kilkenny, we don't know, we haven't seen, you know, outside the league, we haven't seen Kilkenny since that All Ireland defeat, which is for 14 months ago now, when they were poor on that day. And Dublin, I don't know, they're definitely progressing. The the loss to Leash in the quarter final last year kind of makes people forget the fact that they got out of that Leinster Championship to beat Galway. That's a really good game. That's not even on full telly. That's GA go. Uh, you got Cork and Waterford. Again, everybody's been waiting for the bounce back for Waterford for two years now. You know, will it finally come? And then Wexford and Limerick, or Wexford and Galway. Like, what a game that is. Like, you know, they're yeah. two genuine All-Ireland contenders. And it's put aside. Like, it is really second billing this weekend. So that's just, and that's just the hurling mark. So I don't know if I've said anything other than just listed the fixtures there because I'm so excited <laughs> about them. I don't have much more to say, but you know, the only so worry for me happen. is that, is it going to be, uh, what's the word? It's not even shadow boxing because some yeah. of it is going to be by the fact that for instance, Tipperary against Limerick, how big of an uh, impact Limerick having already played a championship match is going to have on that. Are, are Tipperary coming in a bit cold to that whereas Limerick are used to all this I know they're used to from club games or whatever that yeah. play without crowds or whatever but just as you mentioned like I wonder even with the fact it was such a high scoring game is some of that down to that lack that just wasn't that proper championship intensity to it so players aren't getting aren't under as much pressure when they're actually shooting I know that Horland scores are trending upwards in general mm-hmm. in recent years but just that kind of accentuated last week because and even when the game was kind of finished Claire probably thinking about the back door already all that and Limerick were just uh, you know, taking shots for fun from their own half and no, I think over. I think you're right but I think there's also another element of it which is that sort of up to championship pace that takes a while to get to you know what I mean like it's like your teams are building themselves up for a lot longer than this normally when they go into like the first round yeah. of Munster and I think there was that element of once to, like Limerick stepped it up a little bit in the second half and just blitzed Claire and it was kind of over and what happens then is you have that fight for possession and three lads are just going to end up in space of 50 yards no one around them and they're just going to put it over the bar and that's not going to happen if a team is up to a little bit more pace. It's not going to happen as often, I would say, anyway. And what I would definitely worry from Tip's point of view, if this was later in the year and they'd all played a few games, you'd be thinking, geez, Tip would be a bit fresher now. They've had, you know, 
Limerick are playing back-to-back weeks. But at this stage of the year, you absolutely want to play back-to-back weeks. Yeah. And if you think the second-half performance by Limerick, just in terms of strength and intensity compared to what it was in the first half, you know, that they're flying now. Like, they're already flying. And Tip are going to take the 35 minutes to get it. Like, it could be over at halftime, I suppose, is the other way of looking at it. And that would be great, because then we can go and watch one of the other matches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for a few months that are one-sided. It's somewhere where it would be good. But like, I think then, uh, with that in mind, I think low-key, the best match of the weekend could be Galway against Wexford, rather than yeah. everyone's thinking of Limerick and Tip. I think Limerick and Tip would be brilliant when it's potentially the All-Ireland final or semi-final uh, in December. But Galway against Wexford, two teams uh, coming in now with the first game of the championship. They're going to be on an even heel. Yeah. Uh, and they've, I think that could be that, that one could be brilliant. That's at quarter past six on Saturday evening. Yeah, and you have a new manager in Galway. You've got uh, you've got them having got knocked out in the round robins last year. Kind of like you know, there's a bit of one last hurrah in Galway. I think as well, their their team is definitely needs some new blood. But it's not to say that this team itself wouldn't be able to get to the well one more time. Versus a Wexford team who almost got there last year. Davy stayed on. You know, who knows what any of the preparations has been like. That's the only problem. We don't know the form line of any of these teams and we, yeah. we just won't until we see them. But that's the exciting one for me. Again, it's an, on a nice time as well. One uh, excuse, when we talk about, you know, coming in cold or whatever, there's no excuse for any of the football teams um, given no. the last two weekends that they're going to be coming in at championship pace, you would imagine. And like it's just from the get-go, obviously this is straight knockout as well. So it's do or die. I just, again, amazing. you don't know where to begin. The straight What's knockout the thing is every day, I'm realizing more when I, when we talk about these games. So you're seeing talking about Donegal and Tyrone, maybe we'll start with that one. But every day you're hearing a little bit more about that game. And every day, even though I know, it, it's like we're talking about the Six Nations earlier, it dawns on me a little bit more that, hold on, one of these teams are going to be out, gone by, uh, by the end of that game. And we just haven't seen it in 20 years. <laughs> and it's uh, like they could have a classic. They could have a Derry down... 1994 first round uh, you know classic here and then it's just a long hour wait for Donegal or Toronto I'm so excited let's talk about that match first actually Mark because <laughs> I got damn it I was going to do it in chronological order because Cavan was there first but go on <laughs> okay well let's let's pick one highlight and then go chronologically through yeah, we, 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 we don't have something to say in every game to be honest but like watching Tyrone at the weekend and suddenly you have McKenna and Canavan into a team that we already know well they were in the All-Ireland final two years ago they've been there or thereabouts and you're like shit this is the most exciting team in the country and whether they actually are or not or whether they're actually that much better than they would have been just having two forwards that are already famous and exciting and it's like when David Clifford came into the Kerry team suddenly you just wanted to watch them a hundred times more and he didn't let us down and these two after, you know, just one game, two games haven't let us down so far. So, like, if they can have a big performance again, it's suddenly you just, like, say, this Tyrone team are so exciting. What they needed was to add a couple of forwards. Yeah, that being said, let's not forget that I think an awful lot of people are forgetting that based off some, like, incredible highlight clips from McKenna and Canavan. No, yeah, Tyrone played Donegal two weeks ago yeah. and were beaten. Without and Conor McKenna. Uh, Don McKenna was playing. Was he? He came yeah. on, didn't he? He started. He oh, was. He? Okay. Uh, remember him and uh, Michael Murphy when two and a okay. immovable object uh, meets a 
unstoppable force. Oh, the um, big bruise on his yeah. arm. Did you see it? So, I didn't see the bruise. No, oh, heard it wow. Still. He has got a big black bruise from his shoulder to his elbow that came from a Michael Murphy shoulder. There you go. Well, this yeah. look, they, they will. I would, I would, it's weird he showed that off because that's going to be that'll be like the Shawnee McMahon thing. From <laughs> there's <laughs> not much to show it off, he, like, there's no way I hide it. Like, yeah, I suppose that's true. Well, I suppose he could have not worn a t shirt, bandage, yeah. bandage up the other arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Donegal, I think, are a good outside, I think, could be a good outside uh shout to win this all Ireland. Um, right. although Tyrone could be as well. Whoever wins this game, it's just <laughs> this is why it's so good. <laughs> but like, whatever about all the stuff that there was to play for in the league, and I think watching it on, on, on um Saturday, especially with the division two stuff, you see how much it does matter, especially staying in divisions or getting promoted. But at the same time, I think with Donegal and Tyrone, like they want to get up to they, they were very much thinking of they're playing each other again in two weeks, you know? And yeah. I think that it's very hard to take too much from it, you know? Um, that is to say, like, I wouldn't be necessarily backing against Donegal either. I'm just talking about my level of excitement to watch it. It's actually one of those that we like, we can talk about odds and we can talk about good bets. And I think you've got a few games in your big show. For me, there's one or two games that I don't really, I just want to watch without having to, you know, and I think Tip and, Tip and Limerick is one of them. And I think Donegal on Throne is the football equivalent of that. It's just a kind of a big clash. I don't really care who wins, but I'm really yeah. intrigued to see who comes out of it and what sort of level that they're going to be at. Definitely, just as a neutral. But like, it is interesting we we said like um, that you know the winner there that are a good outside show for the All Ireland because at the minute I was just looking at it here and it's disappeared from. My uh, screen now, uh, but we get it up in one second. Yeah, there we have it. Donegal are ten to one to win the All Ireland on Labrooks.com. Tyrone are twenty to one. So Man. we're saying it's impossible nearly to call this game. Yet Tyrone are twice the price that Donegal are for the All Ireland yeah. overall. So yeah. that's just an interesting we we'll into this weekend. Uh, as you mentioned, the other why did you say? Mm. Uh, I think if you look at Donegal closer in recent years. Yeah, Donegal. But you look at their well, Donegal beat them last year, wasn't it? Um, and then you're looking at um, I know Toronto not the I think the year before if I remember mm. rightly in the first Super 8s year and then I suppose just the fact that Toronto going into the weekend where they could have been relegated um, yeah. whereas Donegal yeah. have rested players as well you know, but again it's, it's a straight knockout it's not like you're going to you know that you've, they've got a mad long run whichever them to get to the non Ireland final so it's just an interesting one to keep an eye on whoever comes out of that game uh, the other matches obviously this weekend uh, a few, few interesting ones I'm going to talk about my big shout later on is uh, Derry against Armagh is a bit of an intriguing one I just I, it's again a very attacking team against a Rory Gallagher team you don't know what, what's going to happen there yeah. um, I watched Armagh the weekend obviously against Clare and they're just uh, they're a team that for 20 minutes of the 70 looked absolutely brilliant and when Claire but they were really poor the rest of the time you know and Claire kind of just like stayed with them uh, not as talented a group obviously um, and Armagh just went to sleep disappeared for I, I remember there was one of the rare criticisms of Dublin in the early days of their tickets that they would have 20 minutes where they just wouldn't play Armagh seemed yeah. to have about 45 you know where they just were barely playing football but when, I have to say, Mark, sorry, the, the reason I'm making this point was when they turned it on, especially towards the end of the game, I think they kicked, um, Reno O'Neill was unbelievable and kicked, I think they kicked five points from play in the space of about seven or eight minutes and they were scintillating. And I was like, Jesus, there's a good few really good players here. 
and it would be yeah. to see them all come together. And maybe they're maybe they were very aware of the fact that they've got championship this week as well, and were picking their shots. You know, uh, the other one then obviously that's a big one is Monaghan against Cavan, local derby. Yeah, um, huge first game up of the weekend as well. Am I right in saying this is a big one? Have you have you actually got interest? Obviously, I'm thinking there's it's a massive one, but have you as a neutral got big interest in it? Yeah, I always think that this is a this is a big one. I have to say that Cavan's form has def- if this was happening this time last year or not this time last year, but this stage of the championship last year, I think there would be slightly more interest. But Cavan does does seem to have slipped away somewhat. But that could also that could all be smoke and mirrors. I don't know. But um, for me, oh yeah, of course it's a big match. Like there's always a natural from an outsider point of view, the uh, the 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 border county rivalry between the two. Uh, the opposite colours always work well together I think as well you know Mark uh, these things are important and yeah like I mean am I looking forward to watching it as a spectacle no <laughs> am I looking forward to watching it as a contest <laughs> yes and I hope that Cavan stay with them I think they definitely will if you look at Cavan like I mean I was working on Saturday and I had to write the article which was incredibly cruel about uh, <laughs> at the end of the leash game and Cavan getting relegated and it was particularly difficult to write it when you were sitting there speechless for half an hour I didn't know <laughs> what, what to do or where to turn because with a few minutes to go in the Roscommon game Cavan had brought back to like two or three points and I started googling how we could still get promoted because uh, I was like geez if now if if uh, Clare come back against Armagh and Cavan finished this, well, Cavan are obviously going to finish this comeback and going to beat Roscommon. That's the way this is going now. Anyway, we could still end up in Division One, and then the Ireland game was starting, and I looked at the anthems or whatever, and Cavan game was still on another screen, and then someone mentioned it was like, "Jesus, that leash comeback." I was like, "Sorry, what? What? Where is this?" <laughs> but anyway, it, my point being that if you actually look at the table, the like Cavan. All right, they've lost. You know, they've been relegated. Or whatever. I think their score difference is minus four. Uh, it's the fourth best in the division. Uh, yet they finished seventh. Like they've lost an awful lot of close games. The close game that they lost to Clare obviously is the one that uh, yeah. was the reason that they've ended up getting relegated. So I think they. I don't think there's going to be a whole pile between these teams. Yeah, without jumping into it though, there might not be a whole pile. But you know, you are playing against an established Division One team and an established Ulster final, Ulster champions team. And you know, even if we keep it, if you keep it close, you would expect as a neutral, from my point of view, Monaghan to be on the right side of that. You know, again, yeah. if you're just picking the teams, but yeah, I think from a from a people tuning in for their insane week of GEA, uh, and this being the start of it, you want Cavan to kind of continue that and at least make it a contest. Yeah, I'm going to pause the conversation here, Mick, because it's time for our big shout, which will feature guess what? More GEA. <laughs> Right. Hold it! Stay. Just hold it, Alan! Push him out! Steady! David, don't! Get round! No, no. don't! Bloody! Yes, Big Show time, your chance to win two cakes and a sports biography by correctly sending us in a prediction for the Sporting Weekend that's 25 to 1 or greater on labrooks.com. And by correctly, I mean that it actually comes off. Uh, you can send it to the gaffer at balls.e, put the Big Show in the subject line, and if it comes off, you win yourself that cover the price, two cakes in a sports biography. Mick, you did the big shout last week. You got everything wrong. I'm not even going to go through them all because it was a shit show, to be fair. Uh, so I don't this know, week, has it ever happened before? I got a football. I, I got two footballs, a Gaelic football, a hurling, and the rugby. I had five bets, not one of them were right. Yeah, what was particularly uh, impressive was the variety of sports you managed to be wrong in. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just one thing. Uh, do you know but what? I'm, I picked Feck and Cabin the way I should have done that. That was the beginning of the a, end. 
That was your first mistake. Uh, this week, I'm back in the hot seat for our pick. Uh, and I really, like, as I was giving you abuse there, I started thinking, sort of, Jesus, Mark, be quiet here now, because you could be back at the receiving end of this come next week. Uh, and I'm, like I said, more GA chat. So I'm going to go through my GA picks on this, first of all. It's a, it is a five-bet uh, accumulator that I've got uh, going here. And uh, it's four GA and one football. So Donegal against Tyrone. As I mentioned, I don't understand fully the hype around Tyrone going into this Donegal game and that I know it's very exciting watching Canavan and watching uh, McKenna and I know Canavan wasn't playing against uh, Donegal a couple of weeks ago but that being said I still think Donegal are going to win this game and I think they might win it by more than a point uh, they're, they're Donegal, the handicap is minus one so I'm saying Donegal minus one at six to five on Labrooks.com that's starting me off Mick right the next one up Kilkenny against Dublin I'm going for Kilkenny to win seven to two on not the biggest shout in the world but it, it's one of the ones that gets me over the line. Yeah. Uh, don't, the next don't one. Be bet, don't be banking on that one. That's all I'll say. Derry against Armagh. I was looking at Armagh half-time, full-time. Don't need it anymore. I'm just going for Armagh to just about win it overall. Uh, so, again, it's, it's a hard one to call uh, because I think Derry could stifle them for a while. We yeah. just talked about that game, but I think Armagh would eventually win it. Armagh two to one on to win. So, I'm adding Armagh to the list. Yeah, and I then like the last that. one is for the GA is Tipperary against Clare in the Munster Football Championship. Claire, buoyed by staying up, Claire are eleven to eight to win this. I think you want to do it. Really, eleven to eight? Yeah, I thought that was a mad price. Well, I think they will be tip. Yeah, it's a good so game. They, Could be close, but I, I yeah, Jesus. Um, uh, and it, that, so that, that's that's the only one that's uh, kind of they're the outsider in. I suppose Donegal on the handicap as well is a a bit of a big shout as well. But uh, mm. it's the Claire one, and as a Claire man. I'm talking to the wrong person here to uh, to, to, yeah. to give me kudos for this pick, but I think you probably agree with me. Uh, I do, but that doesn't say anything after what yeah. we saw last week. It's also the fact that it's, you're probably not looking at it going... Oh, I also geez, haven't I seen much of Tip, I have to be honest. I was about to um, say, you're not yeah. looking at it going that, geez, Claire are definitely going to be Tip. It's more just looking at the price and saying, that's an interesting price now for Claire. And then... A uh, three-year Division Two team now as well, Claire. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Man United against Arsenal in the Premier League. I talked about it earlier on on one two three. I think it's going to be a draw. A draw is five to two. If I add that to my four uh, GA picks, that brings me to a five fold accumulator of twenty eight point three nine to one on Abrux. And with my uh, odds boost, it brings me up over thirty to one. Okay, right. You only have to get over twenty five, so that's good to get over thirty. Um, the one thing I'll say about Kilkenny and Dublin Mark, it's just the one that scares me. There, it's the it's the shortest odds you have. It probably is going to, you know, get over the line. Just, just remember, again, Dublin are almost being measured on the team that lost the leash. But in the Lens Championship last year, they beat Galway. They had draw. I think they drew at Wexford, and they should have beaten Kilkenny in the first match. And that's the one that's sticking in my head when you said that's yeah. the banker. And Dublin should have won that match. They absolutely should have. Now they didn't. You know, and that happens a lot of times when it's when it's underdogs as well, is that the favourite kind of finds a way out. They played, they're in the same boat as uh, as Limerick we're talking about against Tipperary. They played last week and Kilkenny didn't. So just anyway, one to watch. I I I, I want your I want your big shout to come off, for God's sake. <laughs> Some of us finally have to happen. do it. Yeah, you've scared me now. There's nobody I can really switch to you could switch like I think they might be the shortest odds of any of the hurling this weekend. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Yeah, they would be, I'd say, yeah. Uh, yeah, like Cork or four to nine. I'd get away with that one with Waterford, but I don't know what to expect from that game really at all. Um, Waterford have won uh, 
haven't won a game in the championship since 2017. Or they made the final in 2017. And weirdly, it leave me with better odds. Yeah, however, <laughs> we, we know the talent yeah. that's there as well, you know, and they've got Liam Cattle in, uh, you know, new manager. I can't. I, I'd say stick with your decision. That's your big shout. I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking to the yeah. listener here, Mark. You know, they've big, they've big shouts to make too. Yeah, the other one actually that's just an interesting one is 13-8 to 8 for Limerick or for Tipperary to beat Limerick defending all Ireland champions Liam Sheedy going for a technical three in a row but anyway that is it that's technical my big shout as a <laughs> technical three in a row uh, that is my big shout in uh, Donegal minus one player to beat Tipperary in the football draw between Man United and Arsenal Armad to beat Derry in the Ulster Football Championship and Kenny to beat Dublin in the Leinster Hurling Championship if you have a big shout of your own send it to the gaffer at Paul Sully put the big shout in the subject line and send us what the odds in your picks are if it comes off you will win yourself two cakes in a sports biography also of course if you are having a bet at the weekend please do gamble responsibly you can visit dunlewy.net for more information 